So, Rob, welcome to the uh, Hustling with Houses podcast. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all. Busy life, but good, yeah. good, good, good. So, for the people who don't know you, Rob, um, what is it? What is it you do? You're obviously the builder investor, so the name probably gives it away. Yeah, yeah, it does does what it says on the tin, basically. Yeah, I've, I've been a builder for about well this year, thirty years. So I've been in the industry okay. a long time. Yeah, so I've done a lot of work on properties over the years. Like yeah. ridiculous amounts of work. So yeah, it's uh, I've always been like trying to get into property, kind of threatening to do it for probably the last 10, 15 years, to be honest. So I've always made decent returns when I've bought my own properties, you know, you know, residentials what I've lived in. So Cut a very long story short, my old man passed away suddenly about 18 months, two years ago, and it kind of gave me the kick up the arse that I needed to actually do what I say, I'm, you know, I've been saying I'm going to do for probably 15 years now, if not longer, so it's been kids were born. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry, long time, Rob, yeah. Two years, all steam, basically. Yeah. So you, you've just, you've been doing it for... For the 15, 18 years, but then you, you've only started properly investing yourself in the past couple of years. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've done a few flips over the years and things like that. And yeah, I've I've been I've been working on them for too long, you know. And but yeah, properly investing myself, uh, deal packaging, you know, all things property pretty much. Over yeah, a couple of years, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's an ideal situation, isn't it? Because obviously. I, I've been in the same sort of time, maybe three, maybe three years, something like that. And a lot of builders, if you're not a, if you're not aware of how the building game works, they can't pull your wool, wool over your eyes, can't they? <laughs> um, well, you know, know the game, like then you know the game. Yeah, any industry is good and bad, you know. It's the same in the property industry. When I come first into it, you know, you go through all the mentors and the people that offer education. And it's the same with anything else. There's good and there's bad. You know, there's people that have bad rip your eyes and brain down and come back for the dark eats. And there's people that <laughs> generally want to help, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of... But you've just got to be diligent. You've got to be careful. And same with builders. You've got to be, you know, you've got to cover your arse, look, look in the right places. You know, I mean, I post a lot about cho- choosing builders on Instagram and a lot of people... You know, and I hate the fact when you see another builder slagging a builder off in order to get work instead of getting work on their own merits, you know, on based on what they've actually done themselves over the years, not, you know, not pulling other people down. But it, it's the same in any, any industry. That's it. It's a typical tradesman thing to do. That's sometimes where you get them there. We had Tyler done, and I thought it was a really good job. And another Tyler come in who... Was, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was there with the spark. He worked with him. And as soon as he got there, he just slated it. Slated it to death. Um, but that's yeah, all. That's all. Yeah, there's Facebook groups, you know, for build, for the building industry. And I've left most news. because I can't put up with the constant slagging of each other off. It's, you know, yeah, and I don't agree with it. It's kind of... You work off your own merits. People will know if you're going to do a good job or not by looking at what you've done over the years and, you know, and looking at your quotes, how it's structured, things like that, checking insurances, 
speaking to previous customers, it's you know it, it it's quite easy when you do hear these people that do get kind of ripped off. It's it's horrible and it, it shouldn't happen. But it's kind of it's, it's almost a fifty fifty who's to blame. It's kind of you the, the the bill has done that, but the customers actually let them do it, and and there's no excuse nowadays for the likes of all these programs like Builders for Mal, and the you know we've got YouTube and things like that. You can be an expert within twenty four hours in anything. So you yeah. know whether someone's give you a decent quote or done you a good job, or you know what I mean. It's kind of a lot of people are a bit naive, I think. So. I agree, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. So, you obviously, you're based in Stoke-on-Trent, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that where you invest at the moment? Yeah, or... primarily, yeah. I've done, we've, we finished one earlier this year that we did on a lease option up in Landud now. We thought it would be a good service accommodation up there, but, you know, we found out that... that uh, the way the you rent a property out in, in Wales is, is quite a bit different from what you do in the UK. I mean, you need to be a registered landlord. You need to sit an exam. There's a lot of hoops that they have to jump through that we don't have to currently jump through in the UK. Yeah. So, so yeah, we kind of, we sold the option on that one. So, yeah, majority of our stuff is in Stoke-on-Trent, and that's where we deal package as well. Yeah. Happy day. How did you come across that one in in Landlord? No, then on a on a lease op- option, I did see that. Like, uh, to be fair, yeah, it's pure fluke, really. Someone posted it on uh, Facebook, I think it was, that they're having trouble with this property. They lived like three hours away and couldn't get there. They had a roofer come and repair the roof because it was really damp. They basically took the money off them and disappeared again. Going back to the you know the builder thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of awful. He should have given the money up front without checking it. You know, there's always two ends to this this story. But yeah, it, it came about like I basically offered a bit of help to the woman. Yeah, I felt sorry for me. I'm in Wales quite a lot because I do. I, I'm into uh, downhill mountain biking, so I just offered to have that's it while I was passing, and it, it just went on for a bit, and we ended up purchasing it for a lease option from it. To alter out more than anything else. Happy days, happy days. It's mad, isn't it? That literally, like from where I am, I'm probably I can get to Wales in thirty minutes, but it's just a complete different market in terms of, like you say, the regulation and it's, stuff like that. Yeah, if it's a good market, and if we'd got more than just the one property, I'd probably, you know, I'd have probably gone into it and probably sat sat the exam and become registered, and you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a good market from what I've seen. Uh, yeah, you know, North Wales is particularly good. Uh, South Wales is really good as well. So, but it's you know, an area, you know, you know what I mean. And it's it, it wasn't worth it just for the one property. So, yeah, so we built yeah. That. It's quite a holiday town as well, isn't it? A lot of people go there camping or whatever, and and, and you know, on holiday, the, the landlord no way. Uh, like you say, well, you lot of was right next to landlord, no train station. And what daily would see people dragging suitcases off coming on holiday and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And we just thought it would be perfect for that. But yeah, it didn't end up that way in the end. Yeah. So what do you concentrate on then, Rob? Is it mostly single let HMOs or uh, at the minute we yeah, at the minute we've done basically single let BRR because because we're a building company, it lends itself to us. 
You know what I mean? We can do a refurbishment a lot cheaper than most other people. So the BRR model kind of, it lends itself to what we do. But we're, yeah, we're all looking at the many that we're going to start doing some uh, HMOs because the, the BRR, the cash flow wasn't brilliant itself. You know, the ones that we're getting now, we're still cash flowing, but they're not cash flowing like they were five years ago. So yeah, yeah. we're looking at some HMOs at the minute. So I've just, I'm just in the middle of a pit. Now I have a four bed that's going to be possibly a HMO. So going to look at yeah. that. Yeah. Where you are then is that in Stoke on Trent, any Article 4 or anything like that? Uh, this is a bit of a, a tricky one because I had this the other week. It is Article 4 in Stoke on Trent, and I think you'll find that pretty much every major town and city in, in England is under Article 4. But just because you can see that a town is under Article 4 doesn't mean that they've legislated against HMOs. Article 4 yeah. is a massive spectrum. It doesn't just legislate against like turning a property into an HMO. It can legislate like if you've got a really nice facade on a building, it can legislate against changing the windows from SAS windows to PVC or, or putting a porch or putting next. Are you with me? It, it's, yeah. generally, it's generally attached to a conservation area and pretty much every city in the UK has got one of them. So they all fall under Article 4. So a lot of people get like mixed up with Article Four and actually legislation against HMO. So no, we've got no uh, HMO legislation here at the moment. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. brief. But, yeah. yeah, and with the what with the one you're getting is it is it is it sort of a market like I think where where I am especially gone are the days now you can you can sort of buy a, a three bed house and you know whack someone in each room and they share a bathroom and stuff like that. It completely gone other days of them. It's it's on suites in every room. It's it's high spec. Which I imagine where you are too. Is that is that yeah, yeah, exactly the same. It's it's the trend like you say, the original the HMO was basically bed sets, one of you. Yeah, beds and yeah. rooms and that, that you were lucky if you got a sink up the corner kind of thing. But yeah, it's <laughs> they basically glorified hotels now, aren't they? The you know, they sell because it's all managed hotels kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're actively looking like around the hospital and around Keele University and around the JCB factory because those are the kind of clients that we want to admit. So we've got a lot of prospective clients for upmarket HMOs and and Stoke. So it's a good strategy around here, yeah. Yeah. And back to what you said, like about obviously being a builder goes hand in hand. It most most definitely does. I feel a lot of the build from the builders I know they're not they're not into property. Um but do you, do you work with investors or anything like that? I imagine you get a lot of investors coming to you for a build. Do you work with any investors at all or uh we did uh, before we got into property, that's kind of what got me into it. I kinda of just got on the ways of thinking I'm doing a lot of work for landlords. Yeah and um you know, serious money kind of thing. And I'm kind of... Yeah, yeah. I'm basically facilitating it for them. They're just putting the money out. Yeah, yeah, kind of what got us into, you know, deal packaging initially. Uh, I went and I did a, you know, a, a complete program with Jamie York. So did, did a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Packaging masterclass or whatever. Well, I can't forget what it's called now, but yeah, I did that. Done quite a bit of that, but again, deal packaging is a job. It's not passive income. It's not 
easy like these mentors tell you it is. It's bloody hard. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. difficult to find investors. It's difficult to, to find the right properties for them. It's And, and investors can be pains in the arse, you know what I mean? It's essentially, yeah. just another, you know, if any are watching now, it's kind of, it, essentially, they're just another customer and they can be just as picky, just as, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. Even though it's not their house. It, yeah, the amount of times we've had investors like, can I choose the wallpaper? Can I choose? I'm like, it's an investment. We're going to pay yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put a nice new kitchen in and it's going to be rented out and it's going to be set up so it's easily maintainable, basically. So that's quite interesting then. So it's kind of, it sounds like a kind of bespoke service. So do you literally find the deal for them? You project manage the deal? Everything. Yeah, like yeah they basically sign up and we do a lot. It's completely hands We find them a deal, put that deal in front of them, but we put it in front of them with a quote for the works as well. So they understand exactly what the number... A lot of sources will find a deal. A lot of them are not deals. They're just stuff that they found generically. Yeah, you go, have a look at yeah. that. doesn't fit that that investor specifically. Yeah. It's not there. You know what I mean? It's not what they want yeah. as, uh, in criteria. So we're actually looking specifically for them. We kind of come a personal shopper for them for property. And that, yeah, they get given that with the actual quote for the works... So they know if it's going to work at the end, they know the figures from the word go kind of thing, rather yeah. than buying a deal than having go to a, a builder and a builder saying, yeah, that 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 source that told you it was a 12 grand refurb, he hadn't got a clue what he was talking about. It's like 30 grand for this refurb. Are you with me? Then all of a sudden that deal yeah. didn't work. So yeah, we've got that added bonus of being able to stick it in front of them with the quote, so with the estimate. And then, yeah, we get it through legals, use all our team. We do the refurb, obviously pick the keys up. And then once it's finished, we'll do, we do like fortnightly walk rounds on a, a WhatsApp video call. And then once it's finished, we agree like with our letting company to get it let out. And then we'll also cover the maintenance as well once it's been let for however yeah. long the investor wants us to So. Yeah, it's it's a complete deal package. Are you with me? So, yeah, that's that's the one I like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably a lot of people that. just. Yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we do well with that, but we have we've produced a new model probably I don't know a couple of months ago that we're actually looking for an equity investor to basically yeah. come in. Oh, money into a limited company so he becomes a shareholder so there's no need for first charges and uh you know pgs and things like that the investor's actually going to own part of the company are you with me and then we go away then and build the portfolio of about three million three and a half million something like that of brrs and hmo brrs and then at the end the investor gets his money back the, the whole amount that he's put in but he still owns 50% of that company and 50% yeah. of the portfolio. So he gets returns off the rent every month and he'll also get a return every four or five years off a refinance for the whole portfolio as well. So it's it, instead of just like offering your investor 8%, 10% uh, return at the end of the year and then that's it, that's, it's finished, the investment's done. This is something that can roll on. It can be, you know, onto future generations. It's, it's it's actually about building wealth, not just getting a return and that, you know, and that's the end of it kind of thing. 
Yeah, that's quite interesting rather than charge, like the first charge, second charge, you know, having them as a shareholder is quite a good way of thinking that. Um, yeah, because they have to own that. Oh, cool. You can't get more security than you owning them, I mean. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people are offer the, offer the first and second, don't they? So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bit, I've never thought of it in that way. It's, it's brilliant, to be fair. When will we tap it down to the bare bone? If, say, you go into an investment as an investor uh, and you put 100 grand in and then they go to a, a finance company to lend the development funds, the finance company will want a charge on that property. Now, because they are a, a, you know, a finance company, they will automatically get a first charge. So the investor's got a charge on the property. If something goes wrong, that property is then repossessed, whatever. The 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 the, uh, the lending company call their money back, but they will sell the property for what they're owed. They're not interested in the investor. They will just want a quick turnaround to pull their money back. So what you'll find is in that instance, it'll get sold. The you know the the, the lending company will get their money back through you know. Whatever, whatever procedure they take, but that investor will be left high and dry, regardless of whether he's got a charge or not. So, and people, people are starting to realise this. That, that you know what I mean. They are the end of the packing order when it comes to charges. So it's not very secure. And then PGs, it's just a piece of paper. What's to stop me writing a PG to an investor, you know, for hundred grand on a property, and then going out the day after? And writing twenty more PGs for other investors. Yeah, I mean, he'll never know. He, a, a PG is virtually, you know, what I mean, we all offer them. I've offered them. I've given them out. But when you look at yeah. the bare bones, they're actually worthless. They, they're not worth the yeah. rent. So yeah, so this model that we we kind of looked at that and thought, why are investors not interested? Obviously, one is people offer between eight and ten percent. I have seen fifteen percent recently. But it's not mm. that attractive when you can get five. I think it's about five in the bank at the minute. You know, yeah, that's fully, that's it, yeah. you know, fully protected up to eighty-five grand, and they're doing absolutely bugger all and no risk kind of thing. So it's not attractive yeah. anymore like it was, you know, just after COVID when interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I I, I love that. I love that way you you're doing it with because it's kind of a win-win-win. For everyone, isn't it? You've got your building company. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And when you see the figures that come out, because we've got it all, all projected on, on a business plan and spreadsheets and what have you. And when you see the figures at the end, it's mind blowing. Obviously, we're looking for something like 500K off an investor. That 500K over our strategy will we'll turn into three and a half million to four million pound portfolio and about 14 to 15 grand a month in rent. And then obviously going forward, every four to five years, you've got refinancing on that as well. And then that's not allowing for any capital appreciation or rent rises now ever. So it's phenomenal. The, the, the figures that come out at the end are mind-blowing. And, and we can actually see that on a screen because we've sat down and it's took two years to put their spreadsheets together. So it's not mine, but each child, it's a, a girl named Sally Kiff. She's uh, been helping me along with it. So and it's kind of... We've had quite a bit of interest already. We've only just put it out there over the last couple of weeks, to be honest. So. Yeah. 
I can see that really doing well for you because I, I don't know anyone offering that sort of service. And, and, and I heard you say about the, the letting agency as well. Is that is that your letting agency or is that a letting agency you just refer to? It basically, yeah, it's one of my best mates. He owns a, a letting agency and a state agency. But we're actually looking at, uh, instead of just us doing the maintenance as a building company, we're actually looking at the moment at starting an actual maintenance company up for his letting agency and for my portfolio. And then we're also going to go out to other letting agencies to offer it to them as well. So, yeah, it's it's we've, we've kind of sat down, strategized and thought of every tiny little thing that someone's going to want, are you with me, to make it handy. Yeah. We, we, kinda, we have a lot of people that come to us and we'll have conversations with and they'll come back, well, what, what, why wouldn't I just do this myself? And, and and then my reply is always, you should do. If you can do it, go and do it. Yeah. Our service is offered out to people that are either, you know, really time poor, that have got high-end jobs, that they haven't got the time to do this, haven't got the inclination or the understanding, or just physically don't want to do it. So you have me. That's well, we're that's our target market, really. We're not looking at people that think they can do it for themselves. I encourage them to go and do it because it, you know it, it's a good thing to do. Most definitely, yeah. And it's obviously everything you're doing there. Kind of, they're not just paying for. Obviously, you've got twenty years of experience there, so you you've probably been through pretty much everything. Um, thirty, 30 yeah. years, this year. I know all it is. <laughs> but yeah but that's it but it's like a sort of one stop shop isn't it it's brilliant. it's brilliant I love it I absolutely love it but obviously it took you years to, to get to that point hasn't it to, to yeah to out yeah, yeah yeah the old property thing obviously when I first come into it I knew but you know what I mean like yeah. most of the general public do but it's took me you know a good two years to, to build up you know enough experience and enough knowledge to actually be quite confident to go out now, find a deal, and do it for somebody else, not just doing it for myself, are you with me? Because there's a risk element always doing it for yourself. When you're doing it for someone else, that risk element goes up slightly because it, it's not your money you're dealing with, are you with me? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's kind of... It's given me an enthusiasm for my work that I kind of lost. The old property yeah. thing. Yeah, because obviously, oh, you know, when I first got into property, it was 27, 28 years I'd been building and it got to the point where I was, I've had enough of it. That was the old reason for getting into property. But I've kind of found out that the two go in hand in hand and it's kind of given me, uh, it's given me like an old found enthusiasm for it and enjoying it again. Plus, I've yeah. kind of, I'm in here 99% of the time now in the office because I've got, I'm that busy. So it's allowed me to let my lads to take responsibility and to, you know, to kind of run the sites and what have you. Whereas I've always been of the opinion, you can't do it while I'm not there. They won't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's that yeah, quite yeah, yeah. difficult process to actually hand over, yeah, hand it over to the lads. Yeah. Well, you can't go unless you're going to delegate stuff. It's not, it's not going to happen. You'll only get to a certain point and you'll stop because... I'm physically trading my time for money and it's not, you know what I mean? You can only get to a certain point doing that. And I need to be any and doing more valuable tasks to actually bring money to the table and things like that. So, 
it's allowing yeah. me to do that basically. So would you say you're the one? Are you the one going out rock finding investors and etc.? Are you trying yeah, to bring yeah. in the new business? Yeah, I do a lot of that via social media. I'm quite prevalent on social media. I mean, I've got accounts, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, you know, you name it, I'm on it kind of thing. But I do enjoy that side. I really enjoy, like, social media. Uh, but yeah, I also, uh, same as everyone else, I go to a lot of network meetings. I try and meet people. I talk about it a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm looking for investors all the time. I'm always looking for the next deal. You know what I mean? I live on right move. People might slag that off because it's on market. They're talking bollocks. You know what I mean? It's kind of <laughs> 85, if not more, 85% of the total amount of houses in the UK that are being sold are on market. So why the hell would you not look at that? Why would you discount it? There's still decent deals to be found I mean, yeah don't get me wrong we get a lot of off-market stuff and it's it's good stuff but i'd say probably a good i don't know a good 60 percent of our you know deals or stock or whatever you want to call it comes from on market yeah because 100 there's so much more there you know what i mean it's just a numbers game you know if we're getting two maybe three a week off markets coming in there's thousands and thousands of on-markets, so it's a numbers game, and it's a fact that we're going to find more where there's more to look at, are you with me? So yeah. people that discount it say, oh, I don't want on-markets, I can get a right move link myself for you. You know what I mean? It's, it still takes some yeah. doing to flip through thousands and thousands of properties and find a gem amongst, you know, a needle and ace, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's still... A lot of people don't want to do it. It's just... It, it takes over your life, though. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm the same. I am. Um, I'm constantly on right move, and I've recently came across a software. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Property Filter. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. To be fair, yeah. That 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 I'm would have not a big thing. But yeah, I've not heard of that one. Is it similar sort of thing? Is it? Yeah, I'd say it's slightly better. I've tried the the two. There's, there's quite a lot of them. There's there's, there's, there's loads of different softwares. But that the, the property data actually gives you an app that you can it's like a sidebar that when you open right move, yeah, it opens sidebar as well that tells you yeah you know that particular property rather than doing it through their website, it, it links it to right move when you're looking through that. It's really good because yeah. it gives you loads of inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just moving on from that then what how, how was obviously you investing in the education? How how was education for you? Was that massive? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. One, I did three, maybe four years teaching in construction. So I taught. Oh really? To during a bit, like painting and decorating and plumbing at a, a local FE college. We had a bit of a down, like a bit of a lull in the construction industry. I had a bit of a problem with a customer that ripped me off for like. I think it was 80 odd grand. So I can't, at that point in time, I, I got offered this job as a, a, a an MVQ assessor and a tutor. I was like, yeah, go on then. And I went and did it for a bit. It, it, it wasn't for me. I enjoyed it, but I just don't like working for people. I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always worked for myself. Even as an apprentice, I did my third year apprentice apprenticeship as a self-employed apprentice. 
So yeah, yeah, I did that. So it's yeah, so education to me is quite important. It's like I did an apprenticeship when I started in construction. You know, I was educated at school. I taught education. I had to become qualified to teach. Are you with me? So education is quite. It's in my foundations that it's important. You can't. You can learn things yourself. But you can learn incorrectly as well. You can learn the wrong ways and not be aware of it. And, and it will just speed things up. I've done in, you know, a couple of years by getting myself educated that it would probably take you maybe five, maybe 10 years to do if you just sat and educated yourself and picked through all the shit and kind of picked the good bits. And you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's basically, it speeds things up, education does. So I'm a firm believer that you need, yeah, you need to be educated into what you do. You know, how can you sell yourself if you're not aware that when, what you're selling is correct? So you're me. Yeah, I completely agree, Rob. I completely agree. Uh, so yeah, so what what are your plans for the future then, Rob? Obviously, I'm working on this model now, trying to attract an investor. That's definitely my main priority at the minute. We've got a few investors that have booked onto our deal packaging that we're actually looking for properties at the minute and then yeah and and eventually I, you know if, if anything goes to plan i'll find my investor i'll work my way through this uh, model of you know four to five years and i want to be kind of slowing down then in the next five years the, the whole property thing is Basically, I saw that I'd got no pension or anything like that. I'd worked my arse off my whole life. And I've had a good life, you know what I mean? I've not gone without or anything like that. Uh, but I'd got no pension. So the old property thing is to allow me to slow down in five or six years' time. So, but yeah, I want to have achieved a decent, you know, at least three, four million pound portfolio by that time. So yeah. giving me decent cash flow and what have you, yeah. And then obviously all the little side bits, the, you know, the building of the building company and the maintenance company and things like that. So, yeah, it's just about plowing forward. I've got a plan and I'm trying to stick to it. I'm kind of inch, mild, inch wide, mile deep. Are you with me? Toward yeah, yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, that's it. You've got a plan and you can stick to it. It's 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 good. Like I'm one of these, I... I end up chasing everything. You get you get nowhere. You just need to focus on the one thing and, and, and plow forward, like you say. But it's so easy to kind of like, you know, see something and see something else and then start trying to chase that. And, and, I, and I believe with that, you just get nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends like oh, shiny panty syndrome. I need to see something off the go kind of thing and then see the next thing. It's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got to spend more time actually looking at those things and strategizing them, and it'll tell you whether they're worth going down towards. Are you with me? Yeah, but that's cut something that's come. I was the same as you. I mean, how old are you now? Is it twenty-five? See, I'm forty-five, not twenty odd years. So it's kind of I was the same as you at your age. You know what I mean? But you learn over time that. You've got less time to achieve what you want, so it's more important that you get it right first time rather than make, making mistakes is good because you learn from them and it's it, it means yeah. you, you're moving forward and you're trying. But when you get slightly older, making mistakes is kind of it costs you more in the way of time than it does what you get back through learning from that mistake. Are you with me? So, yeah, 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 you'll yeah. kind of 
you'll focus a lot more as you get older kind of thing. That's what I've found anyway. Yeah. I'm guilty for it. I am guilty for it. But yeah. yeah that I'll one, then people that can focus at a young age, you know, the, 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 yeah, the famous people, you know, Rob Moore and, and Jamie York and Samuel, all of them were able to focus at a young age. And that's why they've yeah. become millionaires because they've got time on side to make mistakes, but they focus as well. Whereas the likes of me yeah. and you are cutting me off, you know, all over the place. Nothing's <laughs> allowing you to build, are you with me? So. Yeah, 100%. You need to build and, and up to you, but build momentum, doesn't it? And then, and you have to online start. But, um, but yeah, where, where's, so Rob, where's the best place to find you then? Because I know you're quite active on Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much any any social media platform, if they look for the builder investor, the chances are you'll find me because that's, I go by that. I, I, I make sure that name's tagged on every post that I put out. So it's kind of, yeah, YouTube, yeah. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm pretty, you pretty much find me anywhere on that. So, and then the, the building is Greenwood Building Services. You can find us Greenwood. on the internet or whatever, yeah. Spot on, spot on. Well, um, I'll put I'll put the um, the links to your to, to stuff in the show notes and stuff like that. But thanks for your time, Rob. I really appreciate it. It was good to good to connect and, and good to talk. Yeah, no worries. Well, let me know when he's going out, and I'll try and publicise it myself as well. I will do, Rob. Again, thank you for your time, and I'm sure we'll we'll try and do another one later, and maybe early next year or something like that, or six months. Well, actually, we've actually got where I was planning to go. <laughs> I'm sure you will, Rob. It sounds um, a great little little thing you've got going on there. So all the best, Rob, okay? Yeah, no worries. See you, mate. Yeah.